0: Where's the manager?
1: Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets.
0: Welcome to Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. It's episode 72. Um, we're probably not going to talk about cars at all on this episode. We've got a couple of special guests joining us from the state of Minnesota Legislature. We'll introduce them shortly. going to take a quick break and we'll get right to it. Welcome back to Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets in Studio.
1: Andy, oh, Andy brandt Bernard, and Thomas Bernard,
0: and in a blaze of glorious technology, our two guests are. Uh, calling in and we've actually got two people on the phone at the same time uh uh, senate uh, house majority leader ryan winkler and uh, gop representative from farmington um pat garofalo are joining us hi guys can you hear us
3: we are live all right cool
0: where are we going to start seems like we got a lot to talk about um
2: maybe you could start by explaining why we keep coming back on this show
0: well, because you're a good guest.
1: Because you're a dope. Is that a good answer for you?
0: <laughs> and the, the podcast <laughs> is called Sar- <laughs> Car Selling Secrets, and we never talk about cars. This is like the Seinfeld the podcast. It's I, a podcast about nothing.
1: Could I tell them why we, they keep coming back on the show? Because you offer a great example. You, uh, I'll tell you, look. Here's the deal. Ryan, Pat, the fact that you guys come from different parties uh, in the same state and the fact that you can actually be on the same show together, I think we really, really need a much better example between politicians in this country, Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, whatever you got. I I am really, really sick to death of the infighting. I really am. So I just said you guys are both really great guys, which now I might have to go and start (laughs) crying or something. Really off brand.
4: Well, I just am just glad that <laughs> I'm just glad that early on here we've decided us three are gonna team up on Ryan. That's a <laughs> Oh I like what it. I'm <laughs> looking forward to it. Know, that well. was
3: supposed to be a secret.
4: Those well, Harvard guys. At least it would be a fair at least it would be a fair
2: fight.
1: <laughs> oh, here <Yeah>. we go. <laughs> All
0: right, All I right. have a question for you guys that's gonna affect everybody in the state and will have to be worked out between the two parties. Actually it's two questions. as I understand it, uh, our budget has to be balanced and they think that's in july so the questions is how screwed are we and how are we going to balance the budget
4: go ahead ryan yeah so we
2: don't we don't know how screwed we are right now right we have a projected deficit based on old economic data from may uh the economy has rebounded in a lot of ways and not in others. So we don't know how that'll uh, affect the projections going ahead. We don't know what the federal government uh, may do or not do to send help to the states or inject money into people's pockets to keep them going during these uh, shutdowns and pauses or whatever you want to call it. So there's way more up in the air than we can predict at this point. And uh, it'll be springtime or late winter before we have a clear sense of what our actual challenges it will be there
1: the big question is
2: you know scale
1: that makes sense well we saw that the unemployment rate in minnesota dropped to 4.5 so that's got to be good news huh that's good yeah as long as yeah people the problem is not, not worth looking, looking for work
3: yeah
0: that's well the thing. that is yeah, the a big problem thing is, to, is
1: the reason why yeah what, yeah.
4: Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
4: yeah the unemployment rate dropped because people are dropping out of the workforce yep not to be a negative nelly but i'm not really worried know. about the deficit that
3: yeah is that it you're only unemployed technically if you actually want to be employed. If you're just not working, don't wanna you're not part of the employment numbers, yeah, that's true. but that's it,
0: right. it's I mean, it's a reasonable statistic. it's it's it is. measuring but with a, it. consistently measuring with the same imperfect thirty three yeah. inch yardstick right? It's
1: true. okay. so Pat and Ryan is well, it the good true? news is Oh go ahead, sir.
4: I was going to say the good news is I don't think we need to really worry about the deficit because. Uh, Ryan is going to legalize marijuana in Minnesota, and Anoka County County is going to put our state into surplus on itself. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's called a cash crop. (laughs) The cash crop. Ryan, I think it's a great idea, Pat. I'm just telling you, I'm I'm supporting Ryan 100% on this deal. I actually take uh, legal THC to sleep, but the best I've slept in 50 years is because of THC. And then you know, when I talk to you two next time, if it's legalized, I'll be high as hell, so I won't have to be annoyed by both of you. It'll be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: no, I mean, we do maybe want some of those it.
2: inhibitions in place. <laughs> yes, you want some
4: inhibitions.
1: Yeah. That's right.
4: <laughs> I like we do. Uh, the good news is is that I do think we're going to have a pretty good conversation about it this year. I don't. I don't. I can't make any guarantees on how my mm-hmm. colleagues will vote, but prohibition is a form of regulation and it's a very uh it's the current process of prohibition is very expensive and it's very unfair and so i think there's a i think there's a pretty strong consensus that we need to change things but the devil's in the details right. um i've um so it's something that ryan and i have talked about privately but i do think that this is one of these things not everything has to be republican versus democrat right. I mean, get me wrong there's plenty of things to fight about but Good Lord, we like, every, We don't need to have every single issue be uh, partisan, and I think this is one of them. And the fact that South Dakota, by referendum, um, legalized marijuana should kind of, you know...
0: You mean the, you mean the a, flaming a lefties in South Dakota? <laughs> so,
4: yeah, I mean, so... But, no, so it's, I mean, so well, it, it's going to be... The thing is, we need to get the public up to speed on this, too, to understand that it's just not as simple as... Uh, Letting everyone do whatever they want. There are serious employment issues, you know, and stuff like that. You got to be cool about it. But um, I, I think this is something we can work together on. It may take longer than people want, but uh, there should be a smart way to do it. I mean, the current process just sucks, right? And no one can defend the current system, right? Well,
2: Pat, you're making a great argument to skeptics that I make all the time. Uh, The hardest part, you know, there there are bipartisan skeptics there are bipartisan supporters or people who are open to it our biggest challenge is not figuring out how to do it well and have a good conversation about pitfalls and you know things we need to solve the biggest challenge is getting past the mental block that people have when they equalization they just think you know marijuana everywhere no wide open you know more drugs in our society is bad we shouldn't do this but what they're not seeing is what Pat just described which is we have a system. The system doesn't work. It has really bad consequences for a lot of people, and we're failing. So why wouldn't we try something new? Getting, you know, enough people to the point where they see that shift in mindset is key. And uh, unfortunately, those people happen to run the
1: Minnesota Senate. Yeah, that is very very. Well, bad. There, there you go. See, it's, once again,
4: we're back to the same shit,
1: right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. I am yeah, fired. Suck. I, well, I, I mean, it's not all senators. It's not all Republicans. It just happens to be the ones who are
0: in charge of the Senate yeah. really feel strongly about it. I know. I, I've listened to uh, Gazelka talk about that, and I, 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 I mean, he's got his opinion. I don't agree with him, but I, but but he does seem to be, you know, driving the bus to a certain extent. I
1: have a I have a question for all of you, and I'm, I'm very serious about this uh, about your concerns of certain other uh, areas that uh, have a lot of money backing them up. I started taking THC to sleep about two years ago. Sleep like a baby. Uh, the CBD takes care of some other things. Since I've been on CBD and THC to sleep, I am on zero other pharmaceuticals. I used to be on anti-anxiety medication. I no longer am. Sleep medication, I no longer am. I was taking some things like Viox for pain back in the old days and I don't know, whatever. I take zero pharmaceuticals now because of the THC. How are the pharmaceutical companies going to like that when they start losing business because of legal THC? Well, it's, it is actually interesting. In states that have allowed for
4: medical marijuana, there is a statistical, statistically recognized drop in opioid use. Yep. Which has, really? you know, there's, a, there's a whole bunch oh, yeah. of bad things that come from, from opioid use. And so, there. you know, I don't, it's not all dollars and cents. And certainly with, a, um, I know, you know i'm not a big defender of the pharmaceutical companies but in light of the pfizer announcement on their vaccine right uh i think i'm gonna like i think i'm gonna like them a lot more the next couple of months than i Mm. usually have that's uh have you guys have you guys seen the stuff on the 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 data they've released on the new
0: vaccine for Mm -hmm. covid yeah what i what i'm wondering is really good it it is good but it's there's going to be a huge distribution problem from what i understand because they have to Transported at a hundred degrees below zero.
1: Pfizer stuff you do, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. The other one, yeah. The good news, right? Yeah, the good the good news
4: is that like this is something Pfizer's done, and the just talking to people who are smarter than me because you know I'm not I don't know clinical trials, but you listen to the experts and they're like they're saying this is really really good news that when they went out and they did this clinical study, you know, forty three thousand people. The people in the placebo group, there were 162 people who got um, COVID. And the people who actually got the vaccine, there were only eight. Wow. So it's, it's, it's really good news, guys. It doesn't mean it's going to be over with next week, obviously. Um, you know, Ryan and his friends got to come up with ways to have the government spend more money before we fix this. But... Wow.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. I think everybody. Yeah, there we are out
2: there trying to help people again. Yeah, there it
0: is. I mean, everybody. The, the worst is not was not knowing what the end of the game looked like. Now we know that it's coming. Now, if it's going to be February or next summer or whatever, it, at least it's tolerable. It's uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. It's almost like getting a a jail sentence, and they say, "Well, we'll let you out, but we're not going to tell you when." Yeah. It's the worst, right? I know, uh, absolutely.
4: We do yeah, absolutely. Some... Yeah, uh, they're already uh, they already the the FDA is going to approve this, and they're already stockpiling the the vaccine. Wonderful. Um, and they've got you know, they've got they've got a mature distribution chain. They're already sending out the syringes and stuff like that, so that you have the infrastructure involved with it. It's. I. I know that optimism is extremely dangerous in the year 2020. It is, and that's why
0: we're going to cut you off, Pat. We need. We've got to take a quick uh, break. Depends. So you guys, it depends on your person ID. Sharpen your knives, and we'll be back after this uh, commercial break Next year, I'll give you a couple shots on the front nine.
1: Well, who am I to say no? Why not bank with my family's banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender? By now, you've all heard me talk about MyPillow and how it's literally changed my life. My friend Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fit me for my very own MyPillow, and I haven't stopped raving about them since. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. Made in the USA. If you don't have a MyPillow or know someone who doesn't, now is the time. Because for a limited time, Mike is offering his premium MyPillows, yes, the one that started it all, for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium My Pillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98,
0: we are back with car selling secrets our phone in special guest pat garofalo and ryan winkler help run the state and we had a question from a caller where we were gone
1: well one statement i have to make before we take that question from the caller is that once we do get legal uh thc recreational thc it's going to be much better when, uh, uh, you know, things open up again and Ryan and Pat come in and I'm hired in hell, so I don't have to be annoyed by either one of them. It'll be
0: unbelievable. And that bag of candy would need five of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. have to get bigger bags of candy, you know, because of legal THC. <laughs> no, I think it's terrific. I, I think this does, again, so much, and I'll shut up after this, but to have you both on at the same time, you can, you can get along. We don't see a whole lot of that, so I, I want to thank you guys both for, for doing this. It, it, I think it means a lot to people. Well, I want to say thanks, well, thanks for actually putting it together because most of the time the
2: media environment actually only cares about conflict yeah. and yep. uh, outrageous statements and exchanges of, of gunfire. So. Uh, to have an actual media, you know, personality and uh, podcast interested in having people talk uh, is a nice change of pace right. for both well, of us too. Well, thank
0: you. Well, it's kind of a win-win because we is, either yeah. model uh, adult behavior or it turns into a gunfight. Both of it's entertaining. <laughs> That's true.
1: <yeah. laughs> we did have we did have somebody call in with a
0: question for for both of you guys. You want to ask them? Uh, can.
1: Well, the question was just, "What the hell's your deal?"
0: No no, 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 you go ahead and ask. Uh, Wendy, who's a big uh, morning <laughs> show and podcast listener, wants to know if there are any plans to help small businesses during the shutdown.
2: Yeah, there there we are. are. We're working
3: on it. There you go, bipartisan answer. Yeah, at the same time. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, tell-
2: but, but just. To- Just to be clear, the scale of the problem is much bigger than a state budget that can't borrow money uh, can address on its own. We need help from uh, D.C. We need the Senate and the the current president and the current U.S. House to put together a package that will not only help the state with its budget, but more importantly, put money in the hands of people who are out of work, uh, people whose businesses are being shut down. We basically need the federal government to pay the country to stay home and not give, you know, create these scenarios where people have to do dangerous things just in order to uh, survive. Yep. So we need a much better federal response. We will do what we can at the state. We have been, but it, the big picture requires them.
0: If you guys were to bet, what do you, wh- each of you answer, if you would, what do you suppose the chances of that happening at the federal level before the first of the year are?
4: Well, I think there's. It's not likely at the federal level, but at the state level, we can do some things in the short term. Ryan's right about us not being able to have a long-term assistance program. We can't fund that, but in a short-term basis, we can do things at the state level, particularly for those industries that you know the government is mandating that their revenue streams be closed. Um, we can, in a short-term basis, provide assistance to these ones. And I just people need to understand that, like the large corporate chains that own restaurants. They've got the reserves, they've got the assets to weather this stuff out. Right. They're going to be fine. This is about the family-owned restaurants, your neighborhood businesses. It's
1: the cool places
0: we all like to go to. Mm Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. And so so the government, again, I'm a free-market conservative, but in this case, the government is forcing these places to close. They're not allowing them to. The government is the only one who can help these people. Um, And again, we're in a pandemic, right? So the election's over, pandemics suck. All the options are bad, people are going to die, it costs money, it blows. But at the the least we can do is try to stop this sort of, you know, consolidation and centralization of industries where we're left with seven corporate chains as the only places we can go out to eat. And so I, I do think short term, we can do something to make sure we help these guys out from the state and then... Come January, the federal side will will see more action. I love
2: it. I agree with all of that, and I would add one thing, which is that we also have to look at all those people whose jobs have been eliminated and extend their unemployment benefits, mm. and hopefully add an additional payment like we did over the uh, summer and, and spring. Because if people don't have money to spend, uh, you know, even the the limited options for takeout for restaurants, the other kinds of services that people are still able to provide that dries up too. So we have to look at the jobless benefits yeah. and make sure that that's part of this package. I,
0: I really, Steve
4: Doug and Tom, this is this is the problem with Ryan, right? No matter what is out there, he just wants more. Yeah, right. He just wants
0: more, 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 more. You know, I, I think that there's more going on than it's a little more complicated than that. And I, I have friends, both sides of the aisle, and a common refrain was. Uh, You know, they were against the government shutdowns that it was putting these restaurants out of business. But I can tell you that there was another facet to that in that people are, you know, they're scared. Generally, they're hunkering down a little bit financially. And to prove it. uh, Friday night, I went on to, and Manny's is probably one of the tougher tables to get at the last minute. You can sure. never do that. Yeah. Went yeah. on their online reservation at 4 o'clock Friday, and I could book a, t- a table for 6 o'clock Friday. This oh, was the, with a restaurant that's, uh, you know, following the 50% guidelines mm-hmm. in the summer, and they still can't even fill it half fill. I, I really think the end game is going to be. When the vaccine takes hold, hopefully everybody will take it. We know that not everybody will. There's some people that are just dead against that sort of thing. But I think it's going to be at that point that that this whole industry starts coming back. And the restaurant business is a really tough business, even in good times.
1: Oh, yeah. Tight,
4: tight uh, Well, the good, the good news is that when it comes to the uh, the vaccine, is that one of the side effects of it is that um, if you're a guy, apparently it makes your, your girth longer. It makes you bigger. One of the side effects. <laughs> I heard, and, and for women, and for women, for women, it helps them lose weight. Well, Not those are totally untrue. But any yeah. excuse we can have to give people I would like. To I see what you're doing there, this
1: <laughs> at this point. You're just going to drop off, are you, Ryan? You're going to drop off the line. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear any of that. What? <laughs> now what? What'd you say? What? So we have a
3: couple more questions. Okay. This first one is a three-part question, so I think we can just like quickly go through each one. Uh, What do our reps think about term limits, for one? Ooh, don't jump
2: right in. (laughs) The voters take care of that. And when people stick around too long,
4: they get kicked out. I don't think artificial term limits help anything. All right. What do you think, Pat? Uh, I generally support term limits. We have them for president. But it kind of sounds like a hypocrite for me to say it because I've been in office for 16 years. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Yeah. You know. I think we should have them, but I'm
1: not in favor of, like, one side of the aisle posing it on itself while the other does well. Yeah. You know, it's funny about that. You're talking about being around 16 years. I had a guy tell me what I should do on my show this morning, and I said, you know, thank God, after 49 and a half years, I finally learned how to do morning radio. So, Pat, all you got is 33 more years. You'll figure it out. No problem.
0: <laughs> what are the other questions, Andy? <laughs> uh,
3: Eliminating lobbyists. No, well, lobbyists get a bad name,
4: but the reality is, is that you know they don't do this stuff for free. They're paid by groups to represent right, us mm-hmm, to, right. to represent themselves, and they provide a lot of value. The good ones provide a lot of valuable information to explain both sides of complicated issues. Um, now, the bad ones—those are the ones you hear about. But it's like in any profession. Yeah, that's I
2: also true. think that. It's, it's basically the First Amendment. People have a right to get together and uh, ask their government to do things for them, and they hire people who are called lobbyists to do it. Uh, people should pay a lot of attention to where money uh, flows and who's behind initiatives, and there's no question that money influences mm. the agenda at the state capitol and at the nation's capital. So it's, a, it's uh, far from a good system, but I don't think eliminating lobbyists is a practical way
1: to address the challenge of influence peddling. I should become a lobbyist. I just go in and go, I, do what I tell you or I'll whip your ass. How I about did that? a little
0: lobbying good? for the GMADA. They didn't oh, pay did me to do it. They sent us, a bunch of us down there to try to put pressure on uh, the legislature to spend money to fix the whole Minlar's fiasco. Mm. It wasn't really a political thing, but in a sense that is lobbying. That's, there's nothing wrong with yeah, it. That's true. Could I use the Christopher Walken
1: line though? I could be a, become a lobbyist. And all I would do is I'd go and make my appearance and go, uh, you need to do what I ask you to do, or else I'll do some damage you won't walk away from.
4: <laughs>
0: Great.
1: I'm sure I that would go that. over really yeah, well. You
4: know, Tom, Tom,
1: I think there are, I like you and there's many things you're good at. I don't know if lobbying would really be up <laughs> your, you don't your, think, you, know, I'm your not, to. you don't think I'm, I'm even keel enough? I, I think you're persuasive in a unique way. <laughs> very funny like a, pal. like a
0: cattle prod
1: like a, yeah, with the, yeah, the electric cattle prod exactly was there
0: a third part to the question
1: there was
3: um he just said well let's see I can reword this as uh do you think uh packs have too much power
4: well in any yeah. society rich people ha- rich people have more influence than the rest of us and packs are just a symptom of that I think the line from the movie Wall Street what is it that comparing the the pharaohs and their pyramids to rich people and skyscrapers Mm -hmm. today, that's just the reality of any society, and packs are just a portion of that, but taking money out of politics is like trying to take the stink out of shit.
0: (laughs) I'm writing that one down. Very smooth, very smooth, Pat. Yeah. What
1: do you think, uh,
2: Ryan? You know, definitely throw your hands up and say we can't do anything. I mean, that's not how, you know, they do have too much influence. There are better and worse ways of doing it. We definitely could make the system work better, and to have Minnesota has a pretty decent system at the state level for dealing with money and politics. It works pretty well compared to hey, a lot of other places.
4: Uh, but I will hey, Ryan, uh, on the other refresh hand, the. Uh, say, if, Ryan, can if, you just tell if, the listeners if, last campaign which side spent more money and did more fundraising? Was it who, who was who was better at that? Who had the big bucks to? Uh, on campaigns. in the uh, state
2: house campaign the
4: democrats outraised
2: and outspent the republicans by quite a lot mm.
3: but that's not surprising that not in minnesota crazy. in
2: the state senate the incumbent party tends to do better at that yes oh
1: yeah they we, a majority easier to do yeah we gotta take a break already
3: we do and then we have one more question and it's a pretty easy one this
0: time what's your favorite color yes. we'll be right back after Once. this exciting announcement
1: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Da, 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 we are da, back with a final the final segment
0: of car selling secrets the talk and text line is just ablaze right now if you have any questions we'll try to get them in that number for people that have never used it before is 561 yes that's a florida area code mm-hmm. yes, I, I, I am dyslexic but i'm getting this right 561-228-4061 and please text don't call yeah don't yeah, don't, don't call,
1: call. It's true, Pat Ryan with us. I just I can feel the love. That's all I'm saying.
4: <laughs> what? Well, it is. There is uh, <laughs> the THC to talking, Tom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you suppose well, the chances you know, are we could uh, play this episode for Walls and Gazelle and get them and 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 to do this? Oh, I'd say it's probably about zero.
1: <laughs> probably not good. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm very popular. Well, with the uh,
4: once the vaccine gets out there, guys, I mean, really, I, I don't, um, this is r- really good news, the stuff that's been coming out in the last week about yep. the, the vaccine. I mean, just yep. think, think about, it's funny, they talk about the roaring 20s, and the reason why the 20s were roaring is because it was the end of World War One. they had a pandemic, everyone was cooped up, and then they could go out and party. Yep. Well, just they invented think about, jazz. Like, if think, if,
3: they
4: did. And think about, like, this summer, if we can get back to being normal, I mean, there's going to be there's going be some great concerts. Uh, every band's going to go on tour because they're going broke right now. You know, yeah. uh, I, it's, it's cool funny that you that.
0: mentioned that because I'll I'll pitch something. A guy that had been on the show, and there's a series of shows that they're still putting on at the Southern Theater. Yep, it's mostly are, to create yeah. videos, but, you know, the Southern Theater is on the West Bank of Minneapolis and probably seats about 250 people. They'll sell 20 uh, tickets uh, for each show. My wife and I went Tuesday Mick Sterling uh, did a, a cover-to-cover recreation of a famous El- Elton John album called Eleven Seventeen Seventy. They played it note for note, and it was just terrific. And it was so much fun to go yeah. and see a live band. And, I, and you're right; it'll be much better when we can go to the X and watch, you know, all our favorites with ten thousand of our friends. But there still are venues out there where you can. Uh, experience live music and you think the restaurant people are getting hammered musicians are just getting killed with this deal it's really hard i know amy klobuchar actually tried to push push some legislation through to help the uh, the club owners it it seemed like it was a non-starter but uh, but there are opportunities out there if you look for them Andy, we had another question from yet another caller yes
3: it's the final one so far, unless more people text in. Uh, let's see. So a caller wants to know, so you're pushing for legalization of marijuana, but are there uh, systems in place to deal with things like the maximum amount allowed in a person's system or driving under the influence and that kind of thing? And if you can believe it, the person who asked that is a police officer.
0: Well, and it's going to be up to them to you know, oh, yeah. maintain some sense of
3: right. order. So it's a good question. Yes. But you can't legalize it without first being able to say this is how much you can have and this is how you can have it. Right. Well, people use a comparison to alcohol all the time, which doesn't actually fit very
2: well because uh, THC levels don't really correlate with levels of impairment with driving. So so we use alcohol as a standard. There are lots of drugs that people can be on, right? There are lots of things that can affect your ability to drive. And so what police officers need to be trained to do is recognize impairment and signs of impairment. And then be able to follow up and get people off the road they do this all the time so one of the things we would use revenue from for uh from cannabis is to fund more drug recognition uh training for police officers they don't get enough of it now so there isn't a simple answer and the other thing is people are driving with pot in their system now That's not unusual oh, yeah, so absolutely. we have we have a current problem and this isn't you know and the last thing is states that have legalized have not seen uh, the kind of uh, rise and crashes, fatalities, and that kind of stuff that uh, you would expect that this was going to become a huge problem. I think that so is so It's true. real, but, it, but it's manageable.
1: I have heard of people, as a matter of fact, on medical marijuana, and this was down in the state of mm-hmm. uh it was actually in both Colorado and in Florida. There are people for pain that can take up to 500 milligrams of THC. Oh, I don't think can I took
0: 500 on my entire high school <laughs> your, career yeah. put together. whole life.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it all depends on what you're talking about. You cannot overdose on THC. That's one thing we should point out, Ryan and Pat, that you cannot do it. You can take tons and tons of it. Now you're going to start seeing things and acting like a fruitcake but, um, yeah, you can't overdose, which is which is very helpful. Like uh, alcohol, you can get behind the wheel after drinking alcohol and pass out and cause all kinds of problems. That's probably not going to happen on, on THC. Well, and
0: it can be fatal. I mean, every year, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. those terrible stories we, in college campuses, it's yeah. like clockwork. They come around. Some yeah. kid drank a fifth of gin and died.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Co-
2: combining marijuana and alcohol is not a good scenario no. for driving no, but just it's not. The, no. just the cannabis on itself, you know we had a Mayo clinic doc who who said you know if you if you consume too much alcohol and drive uh, you're likely you know you might run a red light. If you consume too much cannabis and drive, you're more likely to stop at a green light,
1: so it does affect <laughs> you but it affects you differently right, it does yeah. I mean, I haven't done, I haven't taken THC and then gotten behind the wheel, so I don't know. And, and I, I only take it to sleep, I don't take it during the day, so it's, it, I, look, medical marijuana is in, in the position it's in f- for a very good reason, but recreational marijuana, if you're going to do 10 milligrams of THC, you're going to get really relaxed, as a matter of fact. Well, the only the only problem, and I'm very serious about this, the only problem, uh, and I have not done the research, which I guess I should have before I opened my yapper, but... One thing about doing, start now. exactly one thing about doing THC is, uh, I can't imagine people under thirty with less drive, but they probably would. Have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be pretty tough uh, to get them to do any damn thing after a while.
0: I, I have a question for you guys. I, I purposely wanted to stay pretty. i have spoken far.
1: like an old man.
0: Get get, off my lawn.
1: That's it. I'm coming to your house. That's all there is to it. I have a question
0: for both you guys. I've been purposely trying to stay away from the the national political scene, but this could possibly have some hometown ramifications. What do you guys think the odds are that Klobuchar winds up as the USAG? And if that happens, who do you think uh, Walls would likely pick to succeed her or take her Senate seat?
2: I have no speculation on any of this i think the likelihood of klobuchar moving is not particularly great based on names we've been seeing floating around and then who walls would appoint whether he would appoint a placeholder or a long-term replacement i just who knows lots of parlor games and guessing about it i don't know
4: what it does yeah true yeah, see, Ryan has, Ryan has to be diplomatic because he's got all this power and authority. I can just blindly speculate. There's no <laughs> what are you going to sure pick, Jimmy Francis? Um, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Francis? Yeah, Jimmy Francis. There you go. Yeah, so, so I think there's a pretty good chance that Klobuchar is going to be involved in the Biden administration. She's going to get appointed to something. Uh, and then at that point, um, things will get you know pretty interesting. Uh, if you were to appoint Peggy Flanagan as lieutenant governor to the, the Senate seat the way Mark Payton did with Right. Tina Smith, then that, that makes the president of the state Senate uh, automatically elevate to lieutenant governor, which is probably something we should fix. Um, we really shouldn't have a legislature picking up who the lieutenant governor is. we should kind of, in the event of a vac- um, a vacating spot, of lieutenant governor, we should let the governor do that. But uh, I would say a better chance than not, that you're, you're looking at Klobuchar being in the federal, uh, in the Biden administration. And then the odds on favor would be Peggy Flanagan for, um, for US Senate.
0: So the the state law then means uh, Gazelka, is that right, would become the lieutenant governor?
4: No, 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 no. What it would be is the president of the Senate, the presiding officer. Oh, okay. This okay. is why um, last week the Republicans actually elected a Democrat to be the president of the Senate, David
1: right?
4: who's one of the Iron Range Democrats <laughs> yeah. who kind of left the <laughs> DFL. And then, then he
1: left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was an interesting so, this move. This is what people pandemic.
2: spend their time doing during a pandemic when they're speculating about what might happen with a Biden
1: administration. Yeah, is that you know. that is very very true. It's going to be pretty interesting to see what I don't know. Like I said, I I, I just I really hope we get past all this COVID because I, I think COVID did did a, a lot of damage to America psychologically. Obviously, people being trapped in their homes and watching you know people get sick and. You know, my brother didn't die of COVID, but my youngest brother just died about a month ago. And I can't tell you how difficult that is. And then if I had to say, geez, he died of COVID, that probably would make it even worse thinking about it. Uh, Because of COVID, I did not get to see my brother before he was cremated. So. uh, You know, I couldn't go see him. He Well, I found out he was dying, and uh, he was already in the hospital. He was not going to live the rest of the day. So I said, well, i got to come over and see him. And they said, no, you cannot because of COVID. And so I, I never saw my brother Troy again. And it's very, very difficult. And that's why I would tell, uh, I would kind of warn everybody, yeah, COVID, uh, COVID is a bitch. But the ones who really, really took the punch with losing loved ones to COVID must be really difficult, I would think.
4: Yeah, well, it's you highlight a lot of stuff there that that what it does is things that are bad. COVID makes worse, right? Things where there's disparities, it just makes worse. People who are in a bad situation, it makes it worse. And so, I'm with you. The sooner we can um, get this vaccine deployed to everyone, again, it it looks like really good news right now. Yeah, Uh, I can't wait for this to be over with and we can get back to fighting about stupid
2: shit. I sure hope you're right, but the. The, you know the number of people who think uh, that this is uh, a hoax or a myth and deny it, and the number of people I think I've seen you know polls of forty-five percent who say they wouldn't take the vaccine. Right. Uh, you know, there's got to be a whole reckoning of like the two alternative media universes that people live in and how they view the world because uh, the vaccine is good, but there has to be like truth. There has to be like facts uh, there has to be evidence that people can accept and if that is not you know if we don't have that even the vaccine is going to have limited effectiveness so
4: we have a, we have sure, to have but a I real think, reckoning right but the problem is i think Brad, right, i think <laughs> some of the pushback you see primarily is that people don't like the arbitrary nature of decisions being cloaked in science like you know we just saw the governor
2: agreed initiates a new i shutdown. totally agree
4: Again, it's, yeah. So, I mean, the stuff the governor just did with the shutdown is really difficult, but shutting down youth sports just is not backed by logic or science. Right. It's just that he doesn't want to be a... Well, no, but you can't disagree with the reality. It's like outdoor football players are not passing this infection to each other. It's the post-game parties (sighs) parents are hosting for the athletes. Yeah, but you can't separate, you can't...
2: But the problem is you can't separate it. Those things go together. I've been watching that all summer and uh, fall for lacrosse, hockey, football. Uh, it is just people just don't have the mindset it takes to do that well. Some do, some don't. And then you're asking, you know, these youth, you know, sports organizations to be contact tracers and public health experts and trying to shut this stuff down. You know, I, you know, it's not
1: scientific. But everything I
2: have seen in youth sports for the last four or five months tells me that it was inevitable that this would be shut down.
1: Well, but you got to understand something, Pat, too, that Ryan doesn't want all his records at Bemidji broken in hockey, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what? we were so bad at hockey, we won the all-state academic title.
2: <laughs> well, it's still a title. We were the smartest hockey team in the
1: state. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's still a title, Ryan. It's still a title, baby. <laughs> I cannot tell you seriously, and I'm very—I'm being serious here—how much it means to me personally to hear you two guys talking, to be friendly with one another, uh, some disagreement, a lot of agreement. This really, really helps people uh, a ton. You two coming on this show like this, and I'd love to have you both on the KQ Morning Show. You know, as we move forward. You guys need a, big, a bigger voice, and I'd be happy to be the one that delivers it to the people. This is really, really good for people listening to this, so thank
0: you. I do have a final question, though. Oh, so, I was just
1: nice to both of them, and then you trampled well, me. I'm we, never nice to anybody. We
0: were planning to all go out to lunch after this <laughs> was yeah, over. We were, that's true. So yeah. Damn is it. it true? And I'd even joked with Tom on the morning show that we would finally get some of our tax money back because we were going to make you two jamokes pay for lunch. So <laughs> yeah, is it true you that go. you engineered uh, the new shutdown rules with walls to get out of a, a lunch? Is that is there any From truth to that rumor? Car
2: selling secret. <laughs> so are you saying you had us on the show so that
1: we would buy you lunch?
0: Yes. <laughs> I'm a used car salesman. Yeah. There's always an ulterior That's right. motive. That's true.
1: That's a good we point. could go to jail for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. You could go to jail for
0: that. Well, we wouldn't like that. Thank you guys so much for being Amazing. on. We'll do this you again. Great. Uh Maybe after the first of the year. That would it'd be fun. You guys are really Any entertaining, time. and it's great to share opinions. And, and I think I I was being a little facetious, but I think that modeling adult behavior in this day and age is a good thing. So uh, thank you no very much. Question.
1: Thank you, fellas. Great having you hey. on. Thanks, guys. Appreciate
0: it. That wraps up. Yep, Walls are Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets for yet another week. We'll see you Possibly next Tuesday or Wednesday. Like it to be determined.